Hi everybody, my name is Stephen Burkhart with Burkhart Creative Agency and I'm super excited on this Digital Hustle show to bring you Kurt Brown, who's also known as Big Kurt. And so he does golf instructing and um, has built his own business doing that and is um, doing pretty well. So just introduce yourself real quick and talk a little bit about what you do. Hey guys, my name is Kurt Brown. You might also know me as Big Kurt Golf. Uh, I'm an instructor here in town at Encanto golf course in downtown Phoenix and I'm just here talking a little bit about my my process so far hope you guys enjoy do you do like a specific kind of meditation or just kind of um, just like sit and kind of clear your mind so it's it's what's called Ziba meditation I went to uh, I went to a seminar and that I heard about her form of it, Emily Fletcher I believe is her last name uh, but she has this this process and it's uh, a triangle based aspect it's mindfulness which is kind of being in the moment and mm -hmm. then you go into your meditation which is kind of just going through a mantra and, and then goes in the last portion is the visualization so right kind of hits all these little different spots in just a really good way so i do that twice during the duration of the day or do it right after i wake up before i have any caffeine or anything right and then uh then kind of mid-afternoon so like typically after i eat lunch or anything like a little that, bit of reset exactly it kind of acts as a little bit of a nap it's kind of nice yeah you kind of wake up you feel refreshed you don't get really that grogginess that a lot of times like after you eat and then like that, that yeah. afternoon kind of like lull. Huh. So you kind of feel like you just kind of re-energize and kind of refocus and... And it only took 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Which, and supposedly it's supposed to be deeper rest than, than sleep is. Really? So five times deeper supposedly from what I've read and researched from right. here. So huh. yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Keeps everything moving the way it's supposed to be especially yeah. the mind especially like in the in the in the instructional world and trying to keep yourself at 100 percent for each individual client totally right so like the first three clients of the day might be get your best effort but then you get kind of that wall and you don't want to have that have you don't want to see your performance decrease right especially in the afternoon when people are still wanting to see your 100%. right percent they're so, showing up fresh ready for you to like rock and then exactly. it's like you're like oh sorry not enough Starbucks today. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. that's kind of not cool. Yeah. No, it's super cool. I remember, like, when I very, I know this is totally off topic, but whatever, it's still useful. Um, <coughs> I remember when I first got into, like, meditation and just, like, that kind of stuff. And it was just, like, at first you're reading it and you're like, this is total bullcrap. Like, this is just brainwashing and, like, all this other jazz. And then when you sit there and realize, like, how much you're doing the opposite mm -hmm. all the time, then you're like, oh, like, I'm actually brainwashing myself all the time yeah. it's just not positively mm -hmm. like you know it's like that like you know not to jump into it, you know like the negative self-talk stuff or just like the negative stories that you tell yourself mm -hmm. and all that other jazz you know you don't realize it until you think about like um when you like become more aware of it and you're yeah. like oh like if i'm just like sitting here thinking positively it's not just me like telling myself something cool so i feel good about myself i'm actually like undoing mm -hmm. like years and years of like thinking the opposite not that i'm like a negative person no most but of us still kind of have those thoughts yeah. and at some point in time and it kind of comes yeah. into what people have told us and yeah you think sometimes you get you gotta get back to yourself right and give well, the positive vibes what i feel like your whole life you've basically like like you've tried to fit in and you've had other people kind of define your success, right? Mm -hmm. Like grades, A, B's, C's, D's, um, pass, fail. Uh, when you do your own thing, it's like the first time I feel like, at least my experience is, that's like the first time you're like putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, like the first time you're like, hey, you need to notice me. I'm doing something cool. Look at me. That's like the opposite. Like for most people, unless you have like that personality type, like that, like 
you know, lead singer thing, which I don't have. Um, <laughs> you know, unless you're that kind of person who's kind of like naturally like charismatic in that sense. Like mm. for me, it was like the first time I was like, like I want people to see me. I want people to notice me. So most of my life wanting the opposite. Yeah. And then now I have no one telling me whether or not I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Then you have to like try to figure out for yourself. And then of course you're your own harshest critic. Mm-hmm. So then you do like try something and you fail. And like in your brain, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. It's just one failure and it leads to better success. Mm-hmm. But it's still you kind of feel the weight of that. And then like you work through that. And it's like, it's like a whole process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun because when you do go in that route and you are kind of on your own, yeah, you stop listening to all the noise. And it could be the praise or it could be the, the shame. Like, Right. You suck, you do this, and then it's like, you're great, and then everything in between, it really doesn't matter. Right. At the end of the day, you're still doing your thing, and you keep pressing forward. Right. And that's all that matters. you got to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you make your own bed, so you gotta got to learn to be happy with what, yeah. <laughs> what you built. Yeah. <laughs> My mom always told me, and this never really made sense until about a year ago, the decision you make today will affect your tomorrows, and that's, mm-hmm. that could be a good thing or a bad thing, and whatever it is that it led you to this point, this moment in time. Right. So you're exactly where you're supposed to be, which right. is always kind of cool when you look at it that way. Right. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened that you, like, had that realization? Um, so, actually, I was, it was, uh, I was going through some own, as we all kind of do, go through some own mental lapses in our lives and sure. feeling like you kind of get a little bit lost and, like, woe was me type thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back in that thought and it's like every decision that you have made. And I was listening to a, a podcast. It was with Aubrey Marcus and uh, Mike Posner. And I'm just sitting there and I'm listening and I'm just chilling in my room. And they're like, you're you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And those mm-hmm. words just hit me just super hard that moment yeah. in time. And it's like, man, like everything I've done to the point has led me to where I'm at now and the decisions that I'm making at this point in time to better myself and change myself. Right. And it just, it might, might've took longer than what you want at that point. In Normally time. It does. <laughs> but, it's like, but it's like, man, at least, at least it's happening now. Yeah. And not happening 20 years down the road or 30 years down the road. And you look at maybe your parents are looking at people that are longer in life, still dealing with the same shit that you're dealing with. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, okay. So this is stuff. This is, this is just life. This Super is normal. Is. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, we're so early in that process and you just keep going, just keep trying to get better. And it's an infinite game. So that, that podcast hit me hard right yeah. at that time. Yeah. And it just, you needed to. Right. Yeah. You have to send that to me. Cause I know like right now my, like, just to like strongly second that, although that was a year ago for you, it's like I'm going through the process right now where I'm realizing that um, like I'm an optimistic person mm-hmm. and I believe pretty well in myself. But um, when you're growing something, you're always looking at like what's not working mm-hmm. and what you're not doing good at. Mm-hmm. Like like it's like it's like obsessive for me. Like I like only can see what's going wrong because my thought is of you know fixing those things will make me be that much better at what I'm doing right mm-hmm. and so um it's been interesting to realize that like that may not be entirely healthy to spend so much of my time mm-hmm. dwelling on those things when like you said you lose perspective you don't realize that like to get to that moment you were in then a lot of good things probably happen too yeah but you you don't you don't see that because mm-hmm. all you're thinking about is like what you can fix to get even better <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And, and which is unfair to yourself it is and i was just listening to a book it's called good to great and it talks about all the different businesses that have took themselves from good businesses to great businesses and it, mm-hmm. and it took they have a bunch of different parameters that they kind of did this study with but it goes into everybody has a to-do list mm-hmm. but nobody has a to-do list 
Right. It's like, what do you do that, what do you do now that's really probably not helping you? Right. And then kind of subtracting those things out of your life. And not too many people look at it in that way. And that's kind of, I guess, how I took what you just said is right. you're looking at things you might not be doing well at this point in time, and then how could you subtract that right. to make yourself that much better? And then it also talks about the concept, and it's pretty simple. It's just, it's a headshot concept, the way they called it. And then they got what people do is like a fox. So you're trying to do, a fox is trying to figure out a way how to get this hedgehog. So he's doing mm. everything in his power to try to figure out. So you might try this, you might try that, you might try this. But the hedgehog just does, does the same thing over and over again and always defeats the fox because all he just curl up in a ball. Right. So you just figure, figure out that you do something very simplistic and do it very well. And then you continue to do that. And then the next thing you know, you just continue to gain that momentum and just continue to win. Right. And that's, and that's kind of how I go into instructing golf is... If you can do the most basic things extremely well for a long period of time, you're only going to get better. Right. And that's as simple as it can be. I think a lot of times we go into, especially in, in, in my realm, kind of it's very similar to life, is we hear all these tips and bits and all these things like, oh, I'll try this today or I'll try this today or right. I'll try this today. And you never actually give yourself any consistency to actually improve. It might work for a day. It might not work the next day. So you try something else. Then you try something else. Then you're never actually improving. You're just thinking you're improving for one day because you're basing it off of performance. You're not basing it off of your learning. You're not actually right. getting better. So it's kind of, that's how I communicate to a lot of my students is we need to find the most basic things and just get extremely good at those things over and over and over and over again. Right. That's how you can do it in your sleep. It's not a very sexy suggestion. No, no, no it's not. <laughs> but I, it, it works. Right. It works. And, and that's what, that's what I think a lot of people get hung up and I don't care about making a bunch of money. I don't care about any of this. I want my players to be the best players that they possibly can be for the longest periods of time. Right. And that's all I want for them. And if that's the, if that's the ticket and they, they want to do that, perfect. Let's get to work. Right. If they don't, they want somebody that's flashy and wants to have all these nice things and like try different things each and every single time. Right. Not going to be the person for me. So that's on your, uh, to don't list. Yeah. Right. Is, is people who are, not interested in actually being good, but just feeling like they're good yeah. or at least being adventurous. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so that's probably a good segue and just talking a little bit about like how you started with the whole golf thing. I've been around golf my entire life. Um, my father played, my mom tried to play, my sister plays. Um, and so I just been around the game my whole entire life and I've always had a passion for it. I've always had an idea that I wanted to do something with it even since I was in fifth grade. I listened to this one guy talk about being a golf pro, and I'm like, man, that sounds like a cool experience. I'd, I'd like to do yeah. that someday. So I ended up doing, uh, I started caddying when I was in, a freshman in high school. I played throughout high school. I was a pretty decent player in my, uh, in, in my high school. I was the MVP our junior and uh, junior year, and then ended up making the state senior year and didn't really do much with the game after my uh, my senior year of high school playing wise, but I went to a place called Ferris State University in the west side of Michigan. Went through the golf management program there, got a couple internships, got to travel to Oregon, got to live in northern Michigan, got to live out here, and that's kind of where I ended up out here was my that's last cool. internship. I came out here and I fell in love with Arizona, so I said, yeah, let's spend my 20s here and see where it goes, and right. then this last... Uh, Last November, I made a move to become a full-time instructor, and it's been going very, very well so far. So that's kind of my 
little golf story in a nutshell and you know, <laughs> just trying to trying to play as best I can and right. try to get as many people as good as golf as I as I possibly can in the process. So things that I learn can help others and the more I learn the better they get. So. Right. That's crazy. I didn't even know, I didn't even know there's such a thing as golf management mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. is that like a part of a different like is that like business admin with a specialization or Yeah, so it's uh so in in our in our school, we had a marketing degree, uh, marketing to BS, and then hmm. um, an emphasis in golf management. So really okay. what the process is, over the four years, you go through your level one, two, and three for the PGA. So the Class A professionals have to go through certain levels and certain, certain tests to get their Class A certification. We just do that in school. Huh. Other people go and go to Florida, travel back and forth, and go that route. But there's about 19 schools, I think, that have a professional golf management program. Some are... Uh, get business degrees, some get like turf craft management degrees and things along those lines. It just depends on the, the school. But Arizona actually, Arizona, Arizona State actually had one, but <laughs> they have, I think it was, I think they went away in like 2012 or 2013 hmm. was the last season that they had it. So. Bummer. Mm, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bummer for you, right? So, so that was, a, that was an amazing nutshell. That was, <laughs> you summed up like 10 years in like <laughs> 30 seconds. Right. That well, was amazing. Um, but uh, let's walk through that again. Mm-hmm. But tell me, just like from a different perspective, like, and you don't have to like hit every single moment. But what what is it that you think you kind of like learned along the way? Like, is there like specific lessons you felt like you learned that like kind of built where you are today? Like, oh, for sure. Um, I'd love to hear about that. In in a plain sense, I've always looked at myself as an as a very talented individual, but mm-hmm. when I came to actually compete, I put so much pressure on myself to compete and play at a high level because I was doing it for other people. I was doing it for maybe my father or maybe um, the people that are around. I wanted to make sure, like when I first played a professional event here in our section, I wanted to go out there and perform well so people would think of me as a good instructor. Right. And I played miserably. I shot 87. It was probably my worst tournament round since I was a sophomore in high school. And it was just, yeah. it was, it was, it was actually a really, really cool learning experience. I was so nervous. I was, I was excited that I put myself out there and did it. And it's cool because no one really cares. No one cares that I shot 87. No, nobody that even, they're going to go back in 2016 and be like, oh, look at, let's right. look at Kurt Brown's tournament records from the last four years. No one really gives a crap. Right. So that was me just putting all this extra pressure on myself right. to perform at a high level. And that's what I started learning. I'm like, even when I was a younger player and trying to compete, the reasons why I didn't win a bunch of junior events is because I put that pressure on myself. Like, you should be winning. Like, you are the best player. Like, everybody right. knows that you're the best player, but you're losing still. And you just put this added pressure on yourself, which... You can't play golf that way. You can't play golf free. You have to play golf just like you kind of go in life. If you're going out here and you're worried about every single result, you're never going to actually do it. You're never going to actually take a leap of faith and, and right. give it a try. But if you if you have faith in what you what you do, you have faith in the things that you've worked on, and then you're not too critical of yourself afterwards, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of take a step back and look all right, I did this very well, did this very well, did this very well, I can need to improve on this and this and this. And it could be, in the world of golf, it could be, I drove the ball really well. I, I, my iron play was very good. My putting was solid, but I short-gamed it poorly. I, right. I wasn't great around the greens. Um, or I, I drove it like crap today. But you can always kind of find things to improve your game, and your game is never going to be perfect. Right. That's the really most difficult thing, just like probably in, in everybody's life. 
you always strive for that perfection, but perfection is, is null and void thing that right. your eyes and perfection might be different than my eyes and perfection and so on and so forth. Right. So you never really like there's perfection doesn't exist. And it always ends up being higher as yeah. you like achieve more. Like mm -hmm. you like, you think you're going to be like hit this level of success or this level of skill and you're gonna be like, Oh, that's like where I need to be. And then you yeah. get there and you're like, Oh wait, but that guy's better than me. Now I'm going to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfair. Yeah. I, I think it was, a, it was either Tom Watson or Jack Nicholas that said, you need to be the best player in, in your, in, in your city. And then you need to be the best player in your state. Then you need the best player in the country. You need to be the best player in the world. And you kind of, you're always striving for that, that mm -hmm. greatness, but, Really, at that at some point in time, you're just trying to do it for yourself. Like LeBron right. James, prime example, right now, 35 years old, probably having one of the best seasons of anybody in the history of the NBA, and he's like, I want to be the best player in the history of basketball. Right. And that's very different than maybe somebody trying to win just the MVP for this season. True. Like it's a very very different goal, and it's, you know, you're going to be driven in a different way. Right. But that's the way it, that life is kind of is it's an infinite game and we look at it so finite most of the time like i want to be able to win this quarter of the the market or whatever it is some right. businesses looking at the fact that i want to win this next four months or i want to win this and i want to win this and it's really you can't keep that going unless you're striving for just a lifetime of, of greatness right so it's kind of it's i don't know it's just changed my outlook on on my instruction my plane um really just life in general is this is a never-ending learning experience and we're just trying to get a one percent better each and every day so that's about it right and you have those diminishing returns too where it's like as you get better like the amount of better that you get each time is like just a little bit smaller so then it's like like uh what is it tim ferris you ever read any of uh i know who it is I don't yeah know if I've read it or not. he does like a lot of like um like life and productivity hacks mm. Um, and, uh, he always talks about basically getting like 90% good at anything. Cause like the last 10% is so hard and the reward is so little that it's like not worth all the extra effort. Yeah. Um, which I think is a little sad mindset, but he's probably right. So this yeah. is, it's hard to like, um, be okay with that yeah. mindset. I, I would like, say that's probably pretty different, but it's very right. true. I mean, you get to a certain point and yeah it's tough to get that much better when you're yeah. already that great at something like how how much better is one percent better for tiger woods like yeah like a stroke you know what i mean yeah. like at that at that level yeah um yeah so what what other do you have any other lessons you think that you picked up that was like just like real eye openers as you like just even your all your traveling you've been you know all over the country really mm -hmm. um anything that stood out to you um just just the time that i was able to spend with my current like roommate right now, I've, I've known him since college. My father driving across the country. I mean, those times, those moments are just like something you might not really enjoy as much as you as you should in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the looking back and like how cool it was to have the amount of time in a car with your old man. Like yeah. this is fun. It's an enjoyable experience. So th those kind of things are are kind of cool when you when you start looking back at it. But then it kind of reminds you to to live more in the moment a little bit on yeah. each individual day aspect and started getting kind of lost in, in that, in that strife, that, that goal for a hundred percent and whatever you're doing right. and kind of get lost in that and instead of enjoying that moment as much. And that's kind of where I'm trying to, trying to get to a little bit more in my right. life is just trying to, to be in the present a little bit more. Totally. Not, not too worried about the future, not too worried about the past and just kind of just live and see where life takes you. Right. So I'm kind of curious what that means for you as, as far as like your, 
your mental health and everything else like that. Because just even the other day, it's probably like a couple weeks ago, where like I realized like when I'm in go mode, I'm getting stuff done, which is really good. You, you got to have those moments. Mm-hmm. And and then I had a moment of like calm afterwards because I had gotten everything I did, I needed done on my to do list, so I was all done, and I was happy to give myself an end to my work day, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, now I'm like realizing like, I'm like hearing birds tweet and hearing like the wind and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like th- thinking back to like that previous part of my day and I was like, I don't actually remember hearing anything. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you get like such focus yeah. that like everything else gets drowned out. And like, certainly that was great for getting stuff done, but it's like that, like that mindfulness, that presence where like, like I literally didn't enjoy anything about everything happening all around me because mm-hmm. I was like so focused and like now I'm like sitting here and I'm like listening to birds tweet and I'm not like a bird watcher but I, I think that's pretty cool like yeah. I enjoy that I enjoy being outside and hearing like nature and life happen mm-hmm. and uh, it's totally true like you could have you know, I don't know how it went for you but you know you could totally have that situation where it's like it's not fun to drive cross country you know what I mean or like sit with someone for hours and hours and hours but at the same time that was like a really great opportunity and a really mm-hmm. great time that you, I doubt you regret. No. Um, and so it's like one of those things was like all the situations lead up to like a not fun experience. Mm-hmm. But then when you like actually step back, it's like, wow, this is really cool actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know how, what, what does that change for you? Just like being the present, like what does that really mean to you? Like how has that affected you? Um, a lot of times it's like the, the conversation, like for an example with the, our conversation right now is just mm-hmm. being 100% with you. Right. And, and, and that's kind of taken me into the coaching aspect, too. It's almost like I get blinders on. I don't pay attention to what's going on around me. There could be 60 people behind me hitting golf balls, and I literally am so focused on the person that's in front of me that I completely lose myself in that right. moment. And that's really, I think, just a great experience for the person that's out there getting information for myself and trying to become better. But it's also just a great thing for myself as an instructor and as a, just a person is to just enjoy the time I have with that person and what I can learn from that person mm-hmm. in the in the 45 minutes that we have with each other. So I've take, that's where I've kind of taken it, at least in a professional sense, in a relationship sense, trying to do that more with my girlfriend, trying to be more in that moment, trying to li- listen to what she's saying and, and hear and kind of communicate better in that sense. And then the same with friends and family and things along those lines and spending more time just with the people that actually matter in your life. Yeah. Um, and and the, kind of going into the moments of the birds chirping, like you hear them right now, like kind of the yeah. birds just going in the distance, and that's music. It really, yeah. truly can be music, and the, the world has its own little things, and that's where even some great musicians actually will kind of just sit in their own thoughts and their own quiet, and they'll kind of produce something and and, and change something and what they have, and right. it's it's just different. It's, I don't think a lot of people think that way and, and go right. that way, and. It's, I've kind of been that way my whole entire life. Is my mom always get pissed at me when I said I'm not too worried about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. What about this? What about that? And that life goes on. And I'm not too worried about it. Right. And it 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 is what it is. I said that a lot to her. It is what it is. Like right. life goes on. And I never let too many things really try to affect me in that sense because mm-hmm. life does go on. We continue. We press forward. And sometimes it's not a great way to look at things, but. It, I mean, it is what it is. You just keep going. Right. I suppose there is, uh, everyone's jealous, not everyone, but a lot of people you run into, they're like jealous of what the other person has. Like, I feel like your mom probably was jealous of your free spirit at the same time. Like you were probably 
maybe maybe not jealous of like her ability to like think through things more mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't know like i feel like yeah, like it was just a teenage kid that maybe didn't really care that, too that, much that could have been it too <laughs> <laughs> i was like whatever man it's all good right i was like the joke i'm a stoner without smoking <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> um no that's really cool man i uh that's definitely like a challenge and even just one of the guys I was listening to, Ed Milet, I was listening to a couple podcasts by him and he was just talking about like the difference between like quantity of time with people and quality of time. When like you're present with someone, you're like way more engaged in, in ways that you don't even necessarily are, are conscious of. Mm. Um, and that investment like means something not only to you, but to that person. Um, as opposed to just like sitting next to someone on the couch is like cool, but that's not like the quality of time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, some people, especially like, you know, um, people who are achievers are doing things on their own. Sometimes, you know, their business takes up a lot of time and they feel guilty because they don't get to spend a lot of time, qu- you know, quantity of time with the people they care about. But then if when you're with them, you're just like on your phone, well then you don't have quality of time either. Mm-hmm. And it's like, someone would probably much rather spend an hour of quality time with you than like three hours of just like whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's always something I gotta like keep in the back of my mind. It's like I need to like get off my phone. I need to stop thinking about business. I need to stop thinking about what I need so, to do next with life and just like enjoy my time with this person. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it's very very difficult. Yeah, and you're like man, because you probably love what you do. Yeah, and being on like you, constantly the business is always constantly on your mind. Yeah, and it's just hard to turn that off. Yes, it's very difficult to turn that off. Like everybody's like, what do you do in your free time? I'm like. I study golf swings. <laughs> right. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, I enjoy it. Right. I'll sit there and I'll, I'll just watch golf swings and see what people do. And then I'll watch mannerisms. And like, I just enjoyed right. that. And people are like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, I just like it. I just enjoy it. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> That's because everyone else has a massive disconnect between what they do for a living and what they actually enjoy. Yeah. It's like, they can't imagine a world where those things are together. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. And, that was one of the things I got lost in the golf industry is I started to hate golf mm. when I was working in the golf shop and dealing with the monotony of the day-to-day, answering phones, answering the same questions, talking to the same people over and over again. I'm like, I'm right. not like the person I'm becoming mm. because I'm a very positive individual. I'm always I'm very charismatic when it comes to these things. And it was becoming, I was becoming just a wreck to be around. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like this. This is not fun. Yeah. And I, I got that person when I started coaching and then teaching and kind of and, and preaching in a sense. And uh, I was like, man, this is a lot more enjoyable. I'm yeah. Like, hey, why not just do this? So that's kind of where the, the love for teaching kind of went to and, right. and getting away from the monotony of, of standing behind a counter and answering the same questions over and over again. You can only do that for so long. And it's like, you just don't like the person you're be, you, you become. And yeah. This is no fun. That's no way to go through life. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, that like, that like resentment and like bitterness, you know, wherever you want to call it, like is a slow build. You don't always like mm-hmm. see it at first and you're like, wow, like why am I angry every day? Yeah. <laughs> like I have no reason to be angry. And then you're like, oh, it's cause I hate every moment of what I'm doing yeah. at my job. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not fun. That, that's not that can only wear on you so long before it starts like affecting your quality of existence. Mm-hmm. So why, um, so you said, what was it, like a year ago, or, or how long ago was it when you started actually doing work independently as um, a teacher? So I started, uh, I started doing like stuff on social media, um, it had been last November, right, pretty close to right after I turned 30, mm. um, or just before, and I started kind of going through and starting kind of taking a look a little bit deeper in my own self and, and sure. listening to some things to 
to just kind of change my mindset. And then November this year is when I decided to make the, the jump full time. Yeah. So that was, that was an experience in itself was, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was up for our director of instruction position at the course I was currently at and waiting and kind of going through that. And, and then they decided to go with, uh, with another instructor and I was a little butthurt at that point in time, but then I kind of took a step back and made myself realize, I'm, hey, it's your fault that you didn't get the job. Like, right. 100% your fault. And there was another opportunity that actually came up. I was playing at a golf tournament back in Michigan with my brother-in-law. And uh, one of the guys I know from school was playing in it as well and just kind of ran into him. And then later that next week when I got back into town, he actually sent me a, a note on Facebook and he said, hey, did you see this director of instruction position in Phoenix? And that was the, the job that I ended up going with in November. Okay. So I reached out to, uh, to his name is Drew Reed, the Reed West Academy's owner, and sat down, had a, had a coffee with him. He kind of told me the opportunity. Then I went to, uh, to Las Vegas with my girlfriend for my cousin's wedding up there and kind of just was processing it and trying to trying to figure out the decision to make right and, which i deep down i kind of knew the decision already i was just fearful of of going out and doing my own thing and totally and saying hey you're not going to have a guaranteed check you're not going to like nothing guaranteed in this like you're sure. going to go out there and this is all you and it was scary to kind of bet on yourself but it was so much worth so much well worth it yeah it's it's been a very very cool learning experience over the last what is that five months yeah so it's crazy. Mm. So, you, um, yeah, that's a pretty big life transition. Um, so, as far as, so you, you talk about how you started posting on social media. What, what kind of stuff did you end up posting? What kind of stuff did you, like, were you trying to, like, put out there and kind of get rolling? Uh, so, a lot of things that I started was more mindset. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to golf, everybody kind of wants to be consistent. Everybody wants consistency in their golf game, but yet nobody works at it consistently and nobody does it. That's kind of where my philosophy of coaching kind of came in. It's like, you got to do the basics the most consistently. You can do the basics to become consistent. Right. You can't be just trying to try this tip, try this tip, try this tip. Right. And it always kind of irked me. And that comment, I want to be more consistent. Right. And I'll say it too, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll find myself and that's probably my own way of, of going about like, under, like my own resentment towards that statement is probably because oh, right. of my own self more than anything. Oh, fair. Because um, the things that you see in people that you don't like is typically things that you see in yourself. So most That's a harsh time, reality. It, it, is very, <laughs> it is very true. And my mom, my mom is the most, she told me all these things when I was growing up. Yeah. And, and kind of looking back, I'm more, I'm a lot more like my mother than I am my father. I'm more, um, I'm very much more of a philosopher than of break down information very analytically. Oh, huh. um, my dad is very analytical. My mom is very, very free, free minded. Um, so kind of going into that and it's like, man, I hate that. I want to be more consistent. I'm like, but nobody wants to put in the work to become consistent. Right. Right. So it's like everybody wants to take the pill to make themselves lose weight. Right. They don't want to put the work in, but really right. the, the way to lose weight has been the same. Eat right. good, work out, eat good, work out and rest. Right. You do those three things. You're probably gonna lose weight. You're probably gonna get better if you. If you Doesn't just, make for a good info commercial though. <laughs> you know, and that's where the that's where the flashiness comes in, and people yeah. kind of they 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 go towards the flash, and you'll get thousands and thousands of people looking for that easy easy way. But the the, the easy way is a simple way. It just takes a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of times people aren't willing to put in that work, and that's where 
I kind of start preaching, and I'm like, this is what it takes. You want to be consistent, you're going to be having to put in consistent work, and you have to be able to put the consistent work in. That's a consistent process, mm-hmm. right? So if I start doing the same thing over and over again each and every day, I'll be getting better at that same thing over and over again. So if I do my morning meditation and I do this, I'm going to have a better start to my day, and I'm going to be able to control the things that happen during the duration of my day a lot easier than if I were to just do something different every single morning. Right. right? My totally. brain's not going to be as prepped and as ready to go perform. Um, same thing when you talk about golf. If I'm coming out there and I'm trying something different every single time I go out there and practice, how am I going to go to the golf course and perform at a high level when I'm doing on a consistent basis? Right, yeah. Just, it just not, it's just not feasible, and, and people really don't look at it in that sense. They just want that one little fix that's going to change their life for the rest of their life. Right. They want that one club that's going to change their life, and it's like it doesn't work that way. Well, it's like everyone wants to have confidence, Mm -hmm. but how can you be confident if you walk onto the golf course and wonder what day is this going to be? And and granted, there's always fluctuations, but it's like if you've practiced consistently and have consistent results, you don't need to wonder what kind of day you're going to have when you step onto the tournament because you've put in the work and you put in the consistent work. Mm -hmm. So then like there's all the reason in the world to have confidence. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, people, so it's like, I feel like people steal their own sense of confidence yeah. because they the because because of like you said like they don't consistently put in the work and so they don't have any real reason to be confident mm-hmm. if that makes sense 100 percent true yeah. yeah and just like anything else right right yeah it's no different than what we do in life and working out or it's normally the answer is pretty damn simple right right it just takes work yeah <laughs> and people are just creatively avoiding it yeah, yeah. it's just like <laughs> no nah, i'm good i'm gonna hard pass Right. I'd rather just go buy this uh, this fifty dollars thing on on the internet and that says it's gonna help me. Right. And, that, and there's a bunch of people making a bunch of money off a lot of people's insecurities. Right. It's, it's <laughs> totally true. Which is unfortunate, but it's true. Well, and it's cool that you have that morning routine, and I, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but just like even like last week, um, I had like a couple of like short nights of sleep, mm-hmm. and it totally threw me off in my work day, and it was like super frustrating, and it's like man, like especially like when you're doing your own thing, like it's really, really like tough to have off days. Mm-hmm. Like it really screws with your mind. It screws with like everything you're trying to get done. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, like when I had, when I had like a, a grocery store job, you could show up half awake, unfocused, mm-hmm. and you just like, you're just like loading up like trays with cheese cubes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so at the end of the day, like there's no real challenge. Um, and you know, you just get through it and you go home. Um, it doesn't work that way quite as much. It's mm-hmm. like, like when you show up and like butcher it for five clients in a single day, like that's going to show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pay could change yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like having that consistent routine and things like that is super healthy for your brain. Like mm-hmm. you need structure, um, no matter how much of a, like a creative person you are. And it's like, that does prep you every single day to like have the best day possible. Mm-hmm. And like things happen. Sometimes you just don't go to sleep at night, and who knows why? Yeah. It's frustrating and obnoxious, but at least it's not your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like and sometimes it's good to have, um, and this is something I struggle with, is having a consistent nightly routine mm. and kind of going through this maybe the same thirty-minute, forty-minute period each and every night to prep yourself for rest. Right. And that's something I struggle with. Yes. Yeah. Is I just kind of hey, you know, I'll watch a couple of this and a couple of that, and kind of not give myself that that bookend. Yeah. Um, 
but it is challenging though. Like I, I bartend too, mm. um, a couple nights a week. In those days, like I'll wake up and I don't wake up obviously at the same time. I'll, I bet not. And I just work 19, 20 straight hours from waking up teaching until coming home. So I'll leave my house at 7 a.m. I'll get home at 12:30 a.m. And by that time, my body is just torched. Yeah. And I'll wake up and I'll I'll pretty much feel like a piece of shit the next morning. I'm like, <laughs> this is not an enjoyable experience. Right. But and sometimes it's, it's it's just things you you go through to kind of get yourself to the next step and you just kind of kind of wake up and get yourself back into the same frame of mind or at least right. as, as close as you can. Which is why you have those things to get your day started even mm-hmm. if it didn't start maybe as early as yeah. <laughs> it normally does. Yeah. So for you, um, so you started posting the motivational stuff, the mindset stuff with the consistency. Um, and then now I've noticed too, just like when I go on your Instagram, it's a lot more like instructional stuff. It's kind of showing off like what you do with people. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that, I'm assuming that was intentional. Um, and, um, and how has that kind of shaped things for you? A lot of it is, uh, is because I don't have as much time to create the content mm-hmm. as I did. Um, being on the go as much as I am, being at the course, being in front of people. So I'm using it more as a documentative aspect. Sure. So the things that I say to people and, and then other people, I feel it can resonate with the information that I'm maybe saying to the person that I'm filming. Yeah. And they can kind of see that they might be having similar struggles and, and trying to build that more as a community aspect. Uh, some of the other things I've been just seeing some good results in the sense of building an audience. Yeah. Uh, so kind of maybe not as much the things that I want to say as yeah. much, but it does help. It does and it gives me a little bit of a different creative uh, aspect. Um, what do you mean but, by not quite as much the things you want to say? So it might not be as much as the, it's a little bit more kind of catchy. Okay. If you will. So it might not be as real. Okay. But, um, but this is kind of things I'm learning at this point in time. Right. right? So it's like, the information that I'm putting out there in the drill sense is things I would actually give clients. Yeah. Um, but again, that could be taken in the wrong sense and it could be taken as one of those tips and taken as one of those little tricks to try on the range. And right. so I, I don't like giving too much of that. And right. a lot of the stuff that I do, it's pretty consistent. It's a lot of the same things of movement patterns mm-hmm. I'm trying to give and it could help one person, which is kind of cool, but I, right. I also don't want it to destroy 25 people at other games. So that's where I get a little bit kind of nervous with the the internet mm-hmm. coaching because the communication isn't as clean as it is when it's one-on-one uh, because they might not completely understand what right. I'm trying to communicate and they might take it into a whole different rabbit hole of a, of a thing. So that's where I get a little nervous. And when I was kind of going more of the the mental aspect of things, it's, it's a little bit more... Um, I think it's consistent over uh, over most people's mindsets. Right. Uh, if we do go out there and we're letting our ego get in the way and we hit driver over and over again and you're not seeing the results with the driver and you keep losing golf balls, take a step back and hit a three iron off the tee, something that gets you into play. Right. And those kind of remain consistent from whatever the high-end player to the low-end player, the newer players. Um that remains consistent. Sometimes you don't have something. You can't just go out there and just anticipate it showing up at some point in duration around because that day is just different than other days. Maybe you hit the driver like crap. That's fine. Like right. Just be aware that your driver is going like crap and just hit something else that puts you in play. And that's kind of... <laughs> Regain that confidence. It, 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 it's just figuring out a way to make a win, right? Mm-hmm. So if I, can, if I can play winning golf with my C game, I know I'm doing something really, really well. Right. And, and that's more up here in the mind 
than it is because nobody ever has their A plus game. That nobody ever has everything rolling at once. So when something's not going your way, having the mindfulness to take a step back and and give yourself a something that might work that day. So maybe maybe a shot that you, your go to shot might not be as go to as you want it to be. Right. And you need to figure out a different way to get it done. And it's just kind of the, those kind of things are right. more that I I like to communicate to people. And like like I said, I kind of just saw some good results from some videos. I'm like, screw it. I'll I'll see if I can yeah. build the audience a little bit more, and then eventually give them give them a little bit more of my personal. Right thoughts and, and, and what I think that they can truly improve upon. So. When you have the opportunity to provide some context. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I've kind of sort of had been on a similar journey moving more from like super practical to more conceptual just because it is like um, so much like better, I feel like, to be able to have that consistency and be able to like have less misinterpretation of what you're saying, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, like be consistent is like a great, I mean, you could say that a thousand different ways mm -hmm. and it still remains true and it's pretty hard to screw that up, I feel, you know, mm -hmm. for other people to like interpret that poorly, but mm -hmm. um, way different to like, be like, this is exactly how you hold a golf and maybe, you know, I'm sure you could, but then like, you know, someone will do it wrong. Mm -hmm. You don't have the opportunity to fix it like mm -hmm. you do on a one-on-one -on -one client, so. Even when you have one-on-one, it's still hard for them to understand, <laughs> like just, to get people to do what you want in a motor pattern sense is yeah. very, very challenging. I'm sure. Very, very challenging. Motor learning is very different than, I guess, cognitive learning. Mm -hmm. um, just because you're trying to, they might not have the motor skills as somebody else. Right. But it just takes time. Yeah. And that's the hard part is people don't like to hear that. Right. It's like, this just takes time. You're going to get better at it. Just keep, <laughs> keep working. So it's so, different. Yeah. So uh, as far as your audience, um, how has, how has that evolved over time? Because you're just, you know, you're talking about how you, you kind of bounced a little bit back and forth between, you know, practical and conceptual. Mm -hmm. Um, and you felt like conceptual resonated better with people, not conceptual is not the word you use, but, um, mindset. Um, how, how do you feel like that's grown your audience? Do you feel like it's been good? Do you feel like the community has been more healthy? Like how, and how do you like engage with your community? Um, so a lot of the people do follow that are in the area, which mm -hmm. has been cool. They have either reached out, come out and taken lessons or even just said hi to me when they're, when they're out and about and they see me, which is pretty, it's, it's, it's a little surreal. I, they're, yeah. very, they're like, Hey, you're big Kurt. I'm like, yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> it kind of throws you off a little bit and it's only happened a couple of times. I'm not going to say like it's happened right every single day it's like happened like maybe three times in the right. duration that i've been doing it and uh but it is pretty it is pretty cool to see that people are following along i just had uh, a newer newer client come out and he's been following me for over a year and he's just like man thank you so much for the information that you put out there it's helped me a ton and then i wanted to just get with you and this is i right. should have done like he's like i should have done this sooner i'm like that's then you did it when you wanted to do it so yeah I'm like nothing matters to me as long as you're out here and you're trying to get better it is it's what it is. Cool, exactly. It's a, it is what it is, man. Like life goes on, and uh, it's just cool that like the things that you are putting out there, it is helping people. Yeah. And you might not, when you're doing it, you might not see it at yeah. that moment in time, and you might get some of the people that don't quite understand it. And when they don't quite understand it, they put some 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 more hate in the in in posts. And I've seen mm -hmm. that more on like TikTok than I have on on my Instagram. Instagram's been a little bit more. A lot of more of my people that actually know me and the, the lot more that like our actual uh, 
people and their friends and, yeah. and acquaintances. So they have a personal um, relationship with me sure. outside of the Instagram aspect. TikTok is a little bit more, I, I guess, a broader. Uh, and younger. And younger. Yeah. And so when they don't quite understand what I'm trying to communicate, they throw out little bit shade yeah and it's just like i gotta take a little bit of a step back because i'll get i'll get offensive right off sure right when i read it and like, wait a second like they just don't understand what i'm trying to communicate and how can i communicate this better to them and and the more i kind of get into that frame of mind i feel like it wins more people over um just to be able to kind of let them be heard in a way um but it's just a learning experience just like anything else yeah and uh but it's been very very i've been very blessed to attract the people that i've been able to attract through social yeah and the people that are following along and coming out and taking lessons like you you take a look and you're like man these are the people that i actually do want to work with yeah and like the the the, the stories that they have the work that they want to put in um just their their attitude it's like it's cool that you can see yourself attracting these these types of humans versus the people that you might not want to deal with on a regular right. basis, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Your vibe attract your tribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good, I like that. I'm going to steal that from you. Oh, man. I usually get eye rolls when I say that. Um. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually, because it's true. It's 100% yeah. true. Like, how you, how you see the world, how you see life, like, it, right. will, it will directly influence others. And if you're out there throwing out shade and being yeah. negative, you're probably going to attract negative and you're probably going to attract that shade. But if you're out there being positive, throwing that positivity out, it's hard. It's hard to really throw negative negativity yeah. at that unless you're just an extremely negative person at that point in time. And most of the time, they're in a bad place. Right. <laughs> so yep. when you kind of understand that and it's like, okay, they're just... They're just not happy with where they're at right now. Right. And that's okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's um it's wild, like, you know, I don't you know, I don't know what your experience through growing up was, but um you like you have like your own set of like values and, and things you care about and stuff like that. And it's it can it can often I feel feel like a like feel like a little bit alone in those mm-hmm. things. And um so it's always really cool like you know, everyone wants like a, a financial return on investment. And it sounds like you do have that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, your also return on investment is like having the right people, um, which is super valuable because mm-hmm. like, like for you, it sounds like for you is more than just making money. Like money's great, pays the bills, you got to pay with mortgage. Um, but at the same time, like to be able to do that with the right kind of people, the people who appreciate what you're doing, the people who actually take your advice and mm-hmm. do something with it, like yeah. is huge. Yeah. And uh, to be able to have that community is like super refreshing, I mm-hmm. feel. Um, so that's cool that you're like putting that out there. And, and, and obviously like even the fact that we got like connected is because like I found your stuff. Like yeah. I, f- I found you, like you had your stuff put out there, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's a, it's a wild world we live in. Yeah. You can just like connect with like just anyone. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see here. I, let's get in a little bit of like your motivation in general. And I think you probably covered it a little bit, but I just want to be super specific, I guess, is like, what do you think is like your motivation in general? Like what, like when you wake up in the morning, like what gets you like excited about getting out of bed and like living life? Um, the, I, it's always kind of interesting when I think about this deeply, I was a really bad student mm-hmm. in the sense of the way people are graded and the way people actually, like the way the society teaches kids. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible student. I got, I got some A's and I got some B's, but most of the time it was from 
maybe looking at somebody else's pieces of paper. Um, <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Right? No, not, not too many. No, don't cheat kids. Yeah. It's only cheat yourself. But anyway, so I was not a, not a very educated individual when it came to that kind of thing. But it's just because I didn't understand how I learned information. Totally. So I've become very much a learner of learning. Mm. Uh, I want to better understand learning. And then every day I wake up, I want to figure out how I learn more information and how better I can communicate that information in each individual and be it in golf, be it just in life in general, whatever it is I'm trying to communicate, I want to be able to speak to that person in the information that or the language that they can actually understand the information because I understand how difficult it is to learn things. Right. Um, just from how I came up and, and those things and, and my background of, of learning. I remember that I remember crying and calling myself stupid and, and doing all this just negative self-talk at a young age right. just because of how society kind of looks at education. Right. It had nothing and, to do with you. Well, it had to do with to do. just the way you learn. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm a very hands-on individual. If I break something apart and I, I can typically put it back together, I just kind of figure things out. I kind of, I'm a doer mm -hmm. um, more so than somebody preaching to me. I have to kind of physically do it and kind of go through my own process and that's how I learn, and I know there's a lot of people that kind of learn similarly yeah. and uh, might not get that same same vibe from school. Yeah. Um, also, there's other people that I have a harder time communicating with because they are more step by step and more process oriented. Um, when it becomes like they're learning a task, and I'm like, well, free spirited, free wheeling, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. It's better, it's, it's, I'm becoming better at understanding each individual person's learning style and how to better communicate that. And that's kind of what gets me going each every day is kind of how can I figure out how to become better as a communicator and, a, and an educator. Um, and that's not even, not even just for, not even just for golf, but just, just life in general. Right. So that's kind of what gets me going. It gets me motivated for each individual day. It's like, all right, what, how can I get, how can I learn to become better today? Right. And that be learning about learning or just how to communicate better things that I can hear from other people and take from more successful people that have done it. What did they do and how does that process kind of look for them? Right. And just kind of just going through that. And that's what gets me out of bed each and every right. day. And a lot of it has to do with, I want to play the best golf as I possibly can play and, right. and, uh, and keep all that kind of stuff and then be able to then educate other people so they can play their best golf right? and just see what happens from life in, in that perspective. Well, it seems like it just in general, like, um, if I had to pick apart a little bit of your motivation, it's really just like the reason it's so positive and joyful. Cause I get that sense of like joy in what you do from you. Um, a lot of it has to do with like that it's outward focused. Like the reason you want to be better communicators is cause you want to help people more. You want to be able to improve their life, mm -hmm. which ultimately like improves your own mm -hmm. in some weird metaphysical way where it's just like because of the fact that you're like trying to take care of other people's needs, like somehow yours get met mm -hmm. and like all the happiness and joy that comes out of life is usually because you made someone else's life better, which is so backwards yeah. from how you think it'd work. But I mean, I definitely do get like the sense of like joy and, and happiness and, and excitement from what you do from you. Like I get those things from you, those feelings. And um, it, make, it makes a lot of sense why. Because you're like, you're out there like, helping people which mm -hmm. is ultimately what 
makes us so much better. <laughs> yeah. Helping people makes you help yourself. Yeah, totally. Because it's if you can't figure it out for yourself, you're not going to be able to figure it out for somebody else. Right. So that's kind of where my mentor as a golf instructor told me, he's like, if you can't play golf, you shouldn't be coaching golf. Like, if you haven't figured it out for yourself, you shouldn't be able to be coaching it so i'm like okay and that's true for all aspects if you can't figure it out yourself how are you going to be able to communicate that to somebody else true so it's kind of one of the reasons i had the i had a player it had been I think almost two years about maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago it was right before i kind of started learning all this stuff or getting better is he was trying to become a professional or he's trying to become or he is a professional golfer trying to make it on tour mm. and i'm like oh man i gotta learn some i gotta learn some stuff now like yeah i gotta be able to figure out and that's where i started kind of it opened up my own mind and opened up my own perspective so i had a lot to to, to press in in that sense because he challenged me to become better for myself to help him become better mm. so that's, that's awesome. pretty cool mm-hmm. that's kind of where that i guess that uh that first pull of the fan wheel started and that's where it kind of it's tumbled on and so forth and so forth and so so right yeah so what would you say is like your goals like for the future like what kind of things have you been like setting your eyes on now um honestly it's hard to answer that question because my goal is literally just to become the best individual i could possibly become okay and wherever that goes it goes right and i kind of want to my goal in general is to be so much more open-minded to whatever the universe kind of comes in so mm-hmm. if, if, if an opportunity comes up from what i do and maybe it's a, the coolest thing in the world then we go with it right and just kind of just see where see where life takes you as you as you continue to improve and continue to get better and right just it, it is an infinite game yeah so i, I always have troubles when it's like every uh, that five-year goal and everybody's like what's your five-year plan i'm like right. i don't know a five-year plan i don't know if i, I could walk out of the place and get hit by a semi truck right now. Like, right. I, like who knows? I just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going and living in the moment and see where, see how good I can get. Right. <laughs> right. So no, I, I, I'm like literally laughing cause I, I feel like I bounce back and forth between those two worlds a lot where like, I definitely feel like I need to have a five year plan and I'm told that I need to have a five year plan. And I do think that's good because I think that in general, like if you're doing something, it should be in a direction, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I do have to remember to be open to it not working out in the way that I think it's going to, but not in a bad way, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, um, like for me, like, I know like as a, like a person of like faith as a Christian, like I believe that not only our actions, but God kind of directs things as, as you will, but certainly like, um, you know, I don't know where you stand on that, but you know, just even our actions have like consequences Mm -hmm. that we don't know like good ones that we don't know where they're going. Like you said, like you said, like you had that guy, um, use you as an instructor that he found you a year ago. Mm -hmm. And who would have thought that a year ago you'd be posting something that someone's going to see that now is your instructor, you know, one of your students a year later, like you can't predict that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like being like open and excited about whatever happens, knowing that like, if you're doing the right things, Mm-hmm. that like good things and the right things will happen later even if they're not like what you hoped mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's an ex- a more exciting way to live yeah. i think is be able to just know that like if you woke up and you live today exactly like in your best way possible mm-hmm. that like over time that like snowballs into something amazing mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's true and 
I was raised as a Lutheran, and, mm-hmm. and kind of when I say universe, it's kind of people will put that in the world of sure. God. Or, yeah. And I just think it, everything has everything's already been kind of mapped out for us, and mm-hmm. we just don't know that the map. We just kind of just go with it, and whatever right. happens, happens. We don't know, but that doesn't mean yeah. no one knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's, a, it's a super interesting. And yeah. When you give when you give yourself that freedom, I think it just makes it a little bit easier to kind of go without the plan right um but i've never been a planner so maybe it's just a good excuse (laughs) so right well i mean i think for you i think planning would kill the fun Mm -hmm. you know i think for other people love planning and so to like try to not worry about it would be just as aggravating Mm -hmm. because like it just doesn't come naturally to them and i think that whether you believe it's god or whatever else like you're you're obviously made a certain way like you are the way that you are and so it's like i feel like any time that people run into huge frustrations is when they try to become something they're not mm-hmm. because other people have decided that's what they need to be mm-hmm. and all the time i run into business owners who and i'm sure you've had the same experience too because I'm sure probably a lot of your clients are business owners um but uh what they are doing in their business what you thought you couldn't do in yours mm-hmm. and it's like they just figured out a way to make it work and it's just like Oh, like I put myself in some sort of box yeah. where it's like I I decided what my reality was, but like that wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't true for them, so yeah. it doesn't have to be true for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. One of my clients is a, a very successful dentist, and now he's an extremely successful real estate agent. And his <laughs> his advice to me, and then he was one of my newer clients, and I think we started working um, later November, early December time frame. And he's like, this is going to be a really dumb business plan, but this is what I think your business plan should be. Just smile and be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, he's like, it's going to work out. He's like, you have that charisma and you have right. a smile. Like people are going to be gravitated towards you. And he's like, just do that. Right. And see what happens. And I'm like, well, he's literally in sales. So he would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he, he's dealt right. with teeth his whole life. And I'm like, okay. Right. Like, you got great teeth. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You like, might be a little biased, like, but I'm like, hey. I'm, gonna get a, I'm not going to go to the bank and ask for a loan off my smile. <laughs> well, if you take his advice, he will. Right? Yeah, exactly. You never know. Right? Maybe the, What's your business plan? Smiling a lot. <laughs> smiling and just being myself. Well, here's a check, man. I like your right? style. That may not work on the bank, but it will probably work online. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. So it just takes like, just anything. We become... We become impatient with our timelines a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times there is no timeline. It's yeah. like if you truly like what you're doing, just keep doing it. Yeah. And eventually it's going to work out. Right. So just having that patience, like you said, like, you know, people get messed up by like trying all a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. but like sometimes you'll never find that thing that works because you won't spend enough time on it. Correct. So it's like you said, just wake up every day and just do it because mm-hmm. eventually it will work out. You just got to like trust the process. <laughs> you got to enjoy the process because the process all that matters, right? And that's like Gary Vee thing. It's like mm-hmm. if you're doing it for the end, man, you're not doing it right. Right. You got to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, what the hell is the point? That's true. So. Besides, most people freaking die super fast after they retire because they're not doing anything. Yeah. Like d- doing is like a part of who we are as people. Yeah. You got a, a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a purpose. Yeah. Thanks guys for watching. Uh, Please like and subscribe to get more videos, watch more video podcasts, and be able to just follow along as we learn from entrepreneurs about what they're doing.